Welcome to Season 4 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. This episode is the third part in my Working with an Interior Designer series. I have been working with Amy Everard. She's an interior designer from New York who I first met when she was a guest on my podcast after I listened to her podcast, Soft Landing, and I really liked her sense of humor. I like her sense of design and she's very helpful and kind. So I've been working with her on the concepts for the smart old house, which is the house my husband and I bought earlier in the summer. We're renovating to be energy efficient and with modern technologies and smart technologies. I'm putting this out there in the world so people can get a sense of what it's like to work with a designer and have someone help you flesh out your ideas. Even though I am a designer, interior design is something I need to learn about and I really value having Amy to talk to about my ideas. And so many architects and designers are offering virtual consultations these days, which is how I'm talking to Amy, that it is so easy to find someone who can help you out. I recommend it for anyone. In this episode, we're talking about the bath that I need to make safer, more accessible that we talked about a few episodes ago, aging in place, lighting issues that I have throughout the house. Uh, she helped me figure out the layout of a dining room along with a flexible lighting arrangement in that room so that I'm not stuck with having the table in one place. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. I hope you'll find some good takeaways. And here's my conversation with Amy. A bunch of things have changed, of course, since I talked to you last month. And we picked out all our bathroom fixtures. All of them toilets are, are a thousand, like a thousand dollars each just for having all of the equipment back in the wall and stuff. So we're taking, we're taking some of the uh, wide plank floor from that bathroom upstairs and moving it downstairs. So using that downstairs. So I feel like having a hanging toilet in that case would be nice because it's not an even floor anyway. And it's, it's, you know, it seems cleaner to do it that way. Cleaner in a lot of ways. So um, we also have commissioned someone to build the the guy who's going to be doing our kitchen cabinets is now we're signing a contract with him on Thursday to build our shelf vanity or whatever you want to call it so I don't know whether that's going to be Michael wants it to be a wave and I want it to be a more of a hull shape so with this little vessel sink it looks like a little boat it's not totally cheesy we had an open house recently at our house and we had been thinking about doing something with the bathroom to make it more accessible to people because right now you have to go from the hall and step up onto the landing and down into the bathroom and the door swings out over the step, essentially, right? And um, which is not allowed by code because it's dangerous because people don't know there's a step. So I'd forgotten about that angle of it. And then it turns out one of our our friends who were at the party like kind of fell into the bathroom because she didn't realize there was a step. So then I thought, well, maybe we should just raise the floor. And that would give us a very short bathroom. I mean, it'd be like seven feet, like just barely under seven feet which is also not up to code, but I feel like that's better than the, the code issue of falling into the bathroom. And if I do that, if we do that and put down, you know, joists to raise the floor, then we can have a little floor locker, which would be like a boat, a floor locker with like a brass pull on it. And that's where the toilet paper could be. Cause it'd be the same, same height. It would be perfect for toilet paper and hand soap and things. 
We don't have to mess up the clean lines of the floating um, vanity. I so, love that. Yeah, so that's the idea behind that right now. But I'm a little nervous because... Yeah, I'm just a little bit nervous about that because I feel like I should just go talk to the inspector about it ahead of time because it won't be up to code if I bring it exactly up to the landing. If I bring it like an inch lower than the landing, I feel like that's also dangerous unless, you know, so I want to make it safer really is the reason why I want to do it. Right. Neither way is up to code. And I feel like having a shorter bathroom than is allowed is less dangerous than having a step that goes into the bathroom. Yeah, that single step is so tricky. And there's no way to lower the landing, right? No, yeah. no. The landing itself is only two feet wide. I mean, it's so not the whole thing. So not up to code, we could just replace the stairs. But as you know, it's like, that's one of the personality points of the whole house. And I feel like if we did that, that would be create problems upstairs. It's just too many problems with the stair. Can the ceiling in the bathroom go up at all? I don't think so. Well, obviously when we, when we demo it, we can see if we can get any space in there or maybe just have the joists exposed up there so that it's not as short. I mean, the thing is, it's like seven feet. I don't have any right now. I don't have any friends who are seven feet tall. So, I mean, in terms of a functionality of the bathroom, I feel like it's just going to be safer. Yeah, I agree. I think that priority wise, like eliminating that step down is going to save a lot of trouble. Whereas having a lower ceiling might make things feel a little tight, but people aren't going to trip. So yeah. yeah, I think that's the priority. Yeah. Maybe we can enhance the tightness. Maybe since we're trying to have it be ship-like anyway, it would feel like those aren't exactly the most expansive places, those the heads in a, in a boat, but I like the floor locker idea too. I do too. I don't know why I like that so much. And I think that's kind of in line with your vision of having uh whimsical touches right i think a floor locker in a bathroom is pretty whimsical <laughs> yeah it is so that's kind of what's changed there and so what i wanted to talk about is uh you know what we have tsp working on the whole smart home aspect and the lighting aspect that all goes together and so i'm kind of trying to minimize recessed lights in this house for some reason there are a couple spaces that i'm really not sure how to light the dining room has a uh, slanted ceiling and I don't want to put recessed lights in there because I don't really like, it's like a very slightly slanted ceiling. So I was thinking of wall sconces, like just a couple of wall sconces and maybe this ceiling fan. I'm kind of torn about what to do with lighting. And we have this fan. We could, the fan is like, yeah, it's probably right in the middle of the room. And I do want to do a built in here because that could be where like people spend the night if they have to, if we have like a million people at our house or also my son, you know, who lives in the garden shed, he could sleep in there. Yeah when it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of wall sconces. I think that's definitely the way to go, the way that's going to give you the most flexibility. I think it's just figuring out placement and style because obviously you have the wall that's planned south and that's fairly empty and open. I, I was also thinking maybe we could put like uh you know, Christmas lights, but that are more permanently installed, like around the ceiling. Yeah, you could, you totally could. I mean, you could do like, treat this like a fully outdoor space and do the kind of thing where you've got like an anchor point here, and then you've got lights running out like in an array oh, from there. Cool. Yeah. And then it'll feel like everybody's doing that in their backyard right now. And it feels really, it makes it feel kind of like a, restaurant patio which i think is really cool 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that could be nice. And then that's pretty um, agnostic to whatever is going on in the rest of the ceiling and the floor plan. Mm. Yeah, so would those be attached to the ceiling, basically? Or they'd be strung across the ceiling? They'd be strung. What I'm trying to think in my mind is would it go above or below the ceiling fan? I think it probably has to go above. Yeah, it has to go above it, yeah. Yeah. If you if we can figure out a way to kind of make sure that the ceiling fan doesn't really conflict, because the last thing I would want is for uh -huh. the blades of the fan to keep going and blocking the light so that it's like flashing, you know? Right. That would be a little disturbing. Yeah. Except we might not have the lights and the fan on at the same time. Yeah. If we plan it so that you could, if if you have yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, because this room, um, this room is going to be more of the sun theme because we're looking out on the garden. Yeah, I think that's cool. And then I wonder how the shelf that's on this wall here, how high on the wall is it? It's like four feet tall and three feet wide. And it's up against this just right outside of the arc of that door. Because you could put up like a feature sconce there rather than doing kind of like sconces peppered throughout the room. Well, if we have that light on the ceiling, maybe we don't need any sconces. You might not. I guess it depends on how, what kind of lighting level you want out there because having the, the little decorative lights will be atmospheric. Mm -hmm. But if you want a little bit more just for visibility, you could add it. That's true. Since you have the sun theme, you could do something like this where, and these kind of sconces come in different materials, but it's like a circle mm. that's backlit. Cool. So you get a little bit more of that. Um, I like that one with the different sizes too. That's kind of planetary. Yeah, I guess they've got a large and a small. It's kind of hard to tell how large that large is, of course. Let's see. So one's nine person. by nine and the other one is just, so they're, they're not that big, 12 by 12 and nine by nine. And then they've got oh, the glass one. Oh, I like it too. And it would be really pretty to have like kind of, there's just like little bubbles around the room. They would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The glass one's really pretty. And then you can kind of see how they, they look cute in the day too. So yeah, yeah. I like that idea for sure. Lumens, this is? Yeah. The, the, the ramen LED sconce. I like it. Yeah, because that would go with the, um, a lot of things in there. But what do you think about the table? I think we could keep our round table and just move it into the corner and have it be, um, first of all, we have, we own the table. But it is, a, it's like a pedestal table. It's mahogany. It's like an old, I don't even know who had it first, which members of my family had it first, but it's an old table with a pedestal and like a, and then a yeah. bunch of mahogany chairs that are kind of like carved, almost like pineapples in the back. I don't know what they are. Ooh. Yeah. But they're a little form, you know, they're a little bit like a formal dining set. Right. I wonder, I like the banquette idea. The one thing that I was thinking about when you were sketching is if you do have that big long run of a table, this thing, uh -huh. I wonder if, there's a seam there so that if you needed to split it up, you could, because that way, like, if somebody needs to get to the middle. Yeah, it does seem like a long, I, I personally would never ever sit in the middle. Yeah. 
because I, that's like the feeling of being stuck in there is like, it bothers me a lot. And then have making like six people get up and move so I can leave. It's a common um, concern. Anytime I've been in a design project where that style of banquet is proposed, especially in a corporate environment, someone's always like, I don't want to scoop. No, don't want to scoop. But what about keeping the, um, like doing that window seat, which I still think is a good idea because it looks out on the garden. We'll have plants and whatever hanging in there. And then what if we keep the round dining table and then just, if we had the banquette come around the side like that, and then, then put the, that circle that you have like there, if you move it up in there. So that's where the, that's oh, where yeah. the table is. I like that. And then you could still have chairs around the outside if you wanted, or you could bring them out when you have bigger groups or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like we could still have like a couple chairs out here. Yeah, we totally do. Kind of feels like sun rays now. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like for one thing, we could use that table for a while until we decided that we really wanted to build this other table and our kids had somewhere to go with a big round table. Um, I like that. I think that's cool. And then if you do the... Yeah, the there's all radiating from that corner, yeah. Yeah, then it, feel, then it really starts to feel like this directional, cool that feels good. I like that. That's really fun. That is fun. All right. I love that. So that's a good, I feel like that's a fun dynamic room now, right? Yeah. So over here, since we talked last, this part of, remember how we were maybe going to have like a table in this area over here, but then I really, you know, I, I was saying, we're trying to replicate this condition out here with all the windows that we already have and a table that we already have out here. So why are we putting another table in here with the same thing? I did a project crit with my uh, friends from Entree Architect, where we, once a month, people bring projects on there and people kind of give their, you know, it's like a little crit. So one of my friends said what she does for her, some of her clients have this like staging area for going outside if there's a lot of entertainment areas outside. So this is going to be a little, um, a little bar sink and our beverage, instead of having it out in here, have the, um, in the tap room, having the beverage refrigerator and the wine refrigerator and everything like over here. So this is the wine refrigerator, it's the beverage refrigerator, or I vice versa. And this is a sink right there. Um, so there's just more kitchen area and then maybe a coffee station over here. And then on this side is still the mudroom sort of area, a utility closet here, and then a bench with a window seat there. So that's the current idea because we have this patio out here where it says where we eat outside. And then we have a seating area out here in the lower patio. So it just seems like if we ever had caterers or whatever, this would be kind of a like, nice staging area. And if we didn't have caterers, I could still, someone could still put the stuff that's supposed to go outside to get grilled or whatever on this area. What do you think? I like that a lot. And I, I like that it's still kind of like in close proximity to the kitchen because it all feels like it starts to function as one space in a way, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it makes sense. Yeah. We're going to have the um, arch, like an archway here. It's like you have to go through this portal and then this is going to be an arch over here so that you walk into this kitchen area is like kitchen and the dining porch are kind of connected that way. And then we're going to have different color. Like it's going to be painted cabinetry out here and this is going to be the same color over here. And then this is cherry in here. That's the current idea. Also the nap room, no longer the nap room. What did it turn into? The game room. Oh, that's like the opposite of napping. <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite of napping, but we've been watching TV up in the yoga lounge. 
Okay. Realizing like this angle is too high above the mantle, the way the mantle is in there. It's too high above the mantle. And also it wouldn't be able to be a very big TV, which is fine. Cause I really, I'm fine with not having a big TV. On the other hand though, in the yoga lounge, we can get a big TV and be extra up there because it's not a public space. Our friends aren't going to be walking through judging us for our seven foot TV. This changes the map room. Cause I no longer have this table right in the middle here. It's actually going to be over here mm -hmm. in the middle of the nap room. Okay. So what would you say is the focal point of the map room now? Well, okay. So what I'm imagining is that I'll meet with clients in here and then I'll, that's where I'll have my little smart TV that looks like a chart usually, right? And it might be on the wall right here behind me. And then I sit here talking to them and then I turn on, you know, after I've given them the tour of my super cool house and show them like, this could be your house. Then I turn on the smart TV, which is up behind me. And it's actually a computer screen where I show where I can show images and things to them because they will be sitting here. And I assume there might be another person. They could be sitting there and here. Okay. So then they'll be looking, you know, so this thing will turn from an old chart into um, my portfolio or images I want them to see. Okay. I don't know. The whole thing's like gone into the fire, but we just realized the nap room is just not going to work as, um, it's just not going to, I don't think it's going to work very well as, as a movie watching place. So we're really loving it in the yoga lounge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. The one thing I'm thinking about <clears throat> with the, the map room configuration is and this is like an old feng shui thing, but I think it's really actually very just realistic is if you can avoid having your back or your client's backs to the main entrance of the house, mm -hmm. I think that's going to make it feel a lot better. And so that might be as simple as like rotating things 90 degrees or maybe so you have, you have a coffee table, you said, that you're going to center here? Well, here's the deal. The coffee table and the globe stand are both made by my grandfather, who was like the king of bungs. So they're both in the same style where there are bungs in them. And then in the coffee table is the copper plate of one of my great, great whatever's charts. So it kind of makes sense that that would be in the map room. Yeah. Instead of the tap room. Right. But my cousin is still coming to paint the ceiling in storm clouds. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So I love the lighting that we came up with for the dining porch. The map room is still in flux and I can tell it's just going to keep changing. Okay. And it's just furniture arranging that we're talking about. So let's, let's, what I'm really wanting to know is upstairs on the second floor up here, what exists right now is like, there's a chandelier type thing here that we're going to replace with something. And there's like a trim, a little trim work in the hallway and whatever. So that's an overhead light. And then in here, there's nothing like literally nothing. And then there's a, a, a light in the stair back here. Okay. There's also a pull down staircase right here. So that kind of messes up the opportunity for a central light. Yeah. So I'm thinking like track lighting along this wall and make it like an art wall that has track lighting all over it. I mean, that has yeah, track lighting on it and then maybe same, like same here. Yeah. And then just an overhead light in here. Yeah, I like that. And for the track lighting in that center area, and I don't know if you normally do this, but one thing that I find is really helpful is if you find something that has up and down lighting. So if it's a linear with track lights on it and the linear light points up at the ceiling, so then the ceiling illuminates mm. and then the track lighting can be adjustable and get, you know, aimed at whatever artwork you have. But then the ceiling plane, 
becomes your um, your your light lens, basically. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that would make sense because at night, if um, one of the things we're going to do is have the lights go on automatically at night, if someone's getting up to go use the bathroom, and that we could just illuminate the ceiling at a low lower intensity during that time and not have everything go on, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. See, problem solved. <laughs> and then in our bedroom, I think I was just going to do a. Um, I don't think you know we'll have bedside lamps. I don't like a lot of lighting in the bedroom anyway because it hurts my eyes so yeah yeah if you do want bedside lamps and this is totally like me being biased because my husband works for this this mattress company called casper but they have these really nice bedside table lamps that are plug them in and charge them and then you can put them on your bedside table and you can dim them down so that they're like really, really low and then they'll be on a timer so they'll turn off. And that I find is like a really nice way to have a little bit of light on in the room like when you're not ready to do lights out. So that's one option rather than kind of like the traditional route of lamps. Huh. So that's like, that, that would be like a rechargeable lamp basically. Yeah, and it's dimmable and you can you can adjust it from an app on your phone or you can adjust it from the light itself. All right. So how long does it like how often do I have to recharge it? And could I just keep it plugged in? Uh, you can just keep it plugged in. Otherwise, I feel like they last like a couple weeks. Oh, OK. Recharge. OK, well, I think I can handle that or yeah. we can just keep them plugged in. It would be nice to have it like on a timer like that so that I know, that seems kind of nice. That's what we have every every night from nine to nine thirty. The light turns on, and it's actually so helpful because that's about the time of night that I start to lose track. That it's like I should be winding down, and instead I'm like, let's do something, you know. And so the lights on, and I'm like, all oh, right, I need to get ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, that's good to have your environment remind you of your schedule. I think. Okay, so then the yoga lounge, like this, is where we have right now. We have a uh, love seat and then a coffee table. And then this is like so basic. It's just like, anyway, we put one of our shelves in there and then our little, not our little TV, but like our, our standard TV is right there. So we just think it's really nice because the breeze comes up through this window. It's been nice anyway during the heat. And then we can just sit there and watch this TV and it's a nice distance and it's nice height and all the rest of it. So I feel like why not just keep our TV watching up there? Because otherwise it's just a room that has like the exercise bike and the yoga mats and stuff yeah yeah I mean, I mean it's not terribly elegant and i wouldn't bring my guests up there but i don't have friends over to watch tv but that's kind of the idea with a room like that right where it's like it's private so it's on the second floor it's comfortable it's kind of like the little living room the like private living room where you're doing all of your life stuff mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And then also we can get, maybe we can get like some kind of big TV, which would be kind of fun. I've never had a big TV. I grew up, my brother and I were just talking about our TVs that we grew up with. It was like a 13 inch TV. It was the tiniest, tiniest TV. Yeah. Cause it didn't want to be too much in the, I don't know why we had such a small TV, but it definitely did not um, have a big presence. It was tiny. And so maybe that part of me then wants like the idea of having surround sound with a big screen in my house would be so cool. Oh, yeah. What we have. Anyway, 
So, and then I don't know if you have any um, suggestions for my studio and in terms of like acoustics, what if I put like ceiling panels in kind of like a flower arrangement on my ceiling, would that work? Or what should I do for, does it not matter so much? For acoustics, do you find that it's echoey in there now? It's a little bit. I mean, I have to deal with the, um, you know, the reverb while I'm editing. Yeah, you could do that. I'm trying to think of what else would be really helpful. The ceiling thing is a good one. You could also do like a booth type of deal, like a little sound booth. That's true. I could, I was kind of hoping because the room's not very big and I was hoping, and I have this, this twin bed here with pillows. That was another thing I got. I got six 24 inch pillows that go on this thing. And I got this, like, it's like an Oxford blue linen cover. And then all of these are covered in Oxford blue linen. And then I was going to paint the whole room the same blue. What do you think of that? Or is that just like too much? And then I have a full wall of paintings and things on this wall. So that's kind of ends up being my Zoom background. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. But I was hoping that this would be sound absorbing this whole business here, which I think is a little, but still it's like pretty hard over there. So maybe I'll just add these things on the ceiling and it'll be kind of pretty, but also sound absorbing. And I mean, you could also add, um, you could put something on the wall here too, some kind of panel. Um, Because if you're sitting here, let's see. I'm sitting here at this desk over here. This is where I'm sitting. And then- but I could put a panel like that, like a fabric cover panel right in front of me over there. Yeah, yeah, because that's where the sound is going to bounce from. Right. I wonder if like having a laptop instead of my big monitor there, my big monitor is obviously flat and hard. So maybe that also causes it. It might a little bit. You could you could do a test run. I don't know if it'll make a huge difference. I think it's more about the full surface, like the larger flat surfaces, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try that stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be completely perfect or anything. It would no. just be echoey. Uh, and who knows? As soon as I finish, I might stop doing that show. So yeah. And what's the floor in there? It's a wide plank pine. So I have a big circular rug on there. It's a ruggable rug. So it's really pretty thin, but it it's blue and um, kind of graphite flower-ish. Yeah. All right. So you've got something soft on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so would like fabric stretched on like just a a stretcher work for that? Yeah, it depends on the fabric type, but um, you want something that's fairly loose in its weave. Mm. Um, like there, I worked with an acoustician once who um, told me about the blow test, where if you have a like a sample of the fabric you're going to use and you hold it up and put your hand behind it and you blow, if you can feel the breath on your hand behind the fabric, then it's a good conductor to absorb sound. Or if, it, if the weave is so tight that you can't feel your breath, it's gonna bounce the sound mm. back. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, so off the top of your head, are there any that would have like a printed thing that I could put that would be kind of a fun printed thing or like how loose would the weave need to be? Yeah, there. I know Design Text makes ones that are intentionally for acoustic, purposes but actually I think most of the ones that I've seen are like solid kind of like burlapy looking mm. um okay, well that's all right I can live with burlapy looking something yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the reality of it 
The one thing I'll say um, also about acoustics, if, if, um, if materiality isn't on your side, the, the other thing I had an acoustician tell me is that if you chant something, that helps with reverberation too. So in this room, do you have like one of those ceilings where it's like you feel the roof and it's canted? No. No, it's all the way up. Well, if you did start to put things on, like you tilted your bulletin board forward or whatever, mm. or, or leaned it against the wall, that would help more than if it's straight up and down. Oh, okay. It kind of bounces the sound like elsewhere rather than like back. So maybe I could do that with the ceiling panels, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Like have it be like a tent that all goes yeah. to the middle? Okay. Well, Amy, our time is up. I know. It goes so quickly. It really does. I appreciate your help, and I'm sorry that I didn't wasn't able to share my screen here. Oh, no. This was great. It was This was really easy. Well, thanks. I'm going to sign up for more if you have time for me to bother you with more. Yeah, please do. Um, I have plenty of time. I know I was complaining about being busy, but I'm just complaining. I have plenty <laughs> of time for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.